views, opinions, and findings contained in this podcast are those of the host and subject matter experts. They should not be construed as official Department of Defense positions, policies, or decisions unless designated by other official documentation. Hi, welcome to Clinical Updates in Brain Injury Science Today, or CUBIST, a podcast for healthcare providers about current research on traumatic brain injury, also known as TBI. This program is produced by the TBI Center of Excellence, or TBI-COE. I'm your host today, Don Marion. I'll be speaking with Amanda Ganot. Ms. Ganot is a physician assistant and TBI subject matter expert at TBI-COE. Amanda and I will discuss a study entitled, Number of Concussions Does Not Affect Treatment Response to Cognitive Rehabilitation Interventions Following Mild Traumatic Brain Injury in Military Service Members. The study was authored by Anna Ord and her colleagues and was published in Archives of Clinical Neuropsychology in July of 2021. Hi, Amanda, and thanks for bringing this article to our attention today. Can you tell us a little bit about the study? Hi, Don. It's nice talking to you again. Um, So it's been a little while since we covered an article that discusses some of the cognitive impacts of concussion and what providers can do about it. So I thought this was a really nice study that demonstrates the impact that cognitive rehabilitation can have on service members, regardless of the number of concussions that they've sustained. So it's not a treatment modality that I think a lot of primary care managers immediately think about offering to patients. And so it's a good reminder to our listeners that this is something that is impactful and available. Um, So this particular study was of 126 active duty service members with a self-reported history of mild traumatic brain injury recruited from consecutive outpatient referrals at a TBI clinic between June 2011 and January 2014. All of the study participants had one or more cognitive complaints of at least moderate severity as measured by questions 13 through 16 on the Neurobehavioral Symptom Inventory, or NSI. Their last TBI was an average of 10 months prior to enrollment in the study, and the majority of the cases, so 64% of the TBIs, were caused by a blast. Participants then consented to a six-week cognitive rehabilitation regimen. Uh, The team assessed whether cognitive rehabilitation was more or less effective based on the number of concussions that a service member had endorsed. So 44 service members had a single concussion, 51 service members had two to four concussions, and 31 service members had greater than five concussions. And Don, this is part of a larger parent study that's still being analyzed. So I expect to see more data from this group regarding the effectiveness of cognitive rehabilitation in the future. Thanks, Amanda. So how was the study done? Uh, Yeah, so this group actually recently completed a randomized controlled trial termed the Study of Cognitive Rehabilitation Effectiveness, or SCORE. Um, And this study examined different approaches to cognitive rehab interventions in a sample of service members with a history of mild TBI. And this investigation included four treatment arms. So those were psychoeducation, computer-based cognitive rehabilitation, therapist-directed manualized cognitive rehabilitation, and integrated therapist-directed cognitive rehabilitation combined with CBT, or cognitive behavioral therapy. So patients in all of these groups showed improvement across time in working memory, psychological functioning, and day-to-day cognitive functioning. And there was an overall benefit of the treatment regimen as a whole. The therapist-directed cognitive rehabilitation and integrated cognitive rehabilitation interventions demonstrated a greater improvement in day-to-day cognitive functioning compared with those of just the psychoeducational group. 
Um, so I thought that was interesting to mention. And so for this study, the investigators wanted to look at the effect of a single versus multiple concussions on outcomes in that same cohort of 126 service members. So this study used the PACE Auditory Serial Addition Test, or PASAT, the Symptom Checklist 90 Revised, or the SCL90R, and the Key Behaviors Change Inventory, or KBCI, to determine the effectiveness of cognitive rehabilitation. The PASAT is a serial addition test that's designed to measure processing speed, complex attention, and working memory. So examinees for this test are presented with a series of single-digit numbers and then asked to state the sum of each number with the preceding number. The uh, SCL90R is a self-reported inventory that is designed to evaluate a wide range of psychological symptoms, and the KBCI is a measure of neurobehavioral functioning following TPI. And the KBCI includes eight different subscales, so each of these eight subscales contains eight items, uh, inattention, impulsivity, apathy, unawareness of problems, interpersonal difficulties, communication problems, somatic difficulties, and emotional adjustment. Um, so this is a pretty comprehensive array of testing. It sounds like it. Yeah. So then mixed modal analyses of variances were conducted to evaluate the effect of the concussion frequency on pre to post treatment change for each outcome measure. And then the data were recorded at baseline three weeks and six weeks. So what did they find, Amanda? Well, there was a significant improvement over the six-week period on all outcome variables, and the interaction between number of concussions was not significant for cognitive functioning on the testing measures that I mentioned. So overall, the study's results indicated that individuals who reported multiple concussions showed approximately the same degree of improvement across all measures as compared with those who only reported one concussion. I, I'm surprised, frankly. I would have guessed that those with multiple concussions would have had uh, worse outcomes. Um, so, Amanda, I, I know that there were four treatment arms, and you mentioned those, but only two of the treatment arms involved active participation of a therapist. In the group as a whole, there was a significant difference or improvement in outcomes for those assigned to the two treatment arms that involved active intervention of a therapist. Was this also seen for those with multiple concussions? Really good question, Don. It would have been very interesting to see if those with multiple concussions benefited more or less from therapist-guided cog rehab, but this particular paper did not provide that analysis. Uh, yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, so what were the limitations of the study, Amanda? Well, there were a few. The first being that this population was all military service members with deployment experience and a high rate of psychological comorbidities. So over 50% of the sample had a psychological comorbidity. So this certainly limits the generalizability and also adds a confounding variable for this mild TBI group. Another limitation was that the group identified number of concussions via self-report, and they also grouped two to four concussions and then five or more concussions altogether. So the authors acknowledged that future research could focus on further examining participants with a very high number of concussions, so like a dozen or more, to better understand the characteristics of that specific sample. Uh, they also acknowledged that they didn't really account for practice effects on some of the testing measures like the PASAT, and at least some of the difference observed over time could be attributed to practice effect. So what were the key takeaways from this study, Amanda? 
Well, Don, you know, at least in this sample, six weeks of cognitive rehabilitation treatment was effective in improving outcomes in service members with moderate to severe cognitive complaints on the NSI, regardless of the number of concussions sustained. So I think it's important for providers to keep this treatment modality in mind for those service members that complain of cognitive symptoms in the post-acute or chronic periods after um, mild TBI to help decrease their symptom burden. So, Amanda, a very interesting um, quick question. Does TBI-COE offer any resources for cognitive rehabilitation? Yeah, Don. So TBI-COE has a clinical recommendation on cognitive rehabilitation, and it's designed for rehabilitation providers and can be found on the TBI-COE website as well as in the information for this episode. Thanks, Amanda. That's all we have time for today. You can stay up to date on future episodes by subscribing to Cubist on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts, where you can also find links to the articles we discussed and other relevant resources. Cubist is produced and edited by Benny White and was hosted today by me, Don Marion. It is a product of the Traumatic Brain Injury Center of Excellence, a division of the Research and Development Directorate, J9 of the Defense Health Agency, and led by Division Chief Captain Scott Coda, Medical Corps, United States Navy. Thank you for listening to this episode.